The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Amen. Another day, another blessing for God. We thank God for all his blessings and benefits that he loadeth us with daily. And good morning once again to those of you here in the sanctuary. And good morning to those of you viewing this worship service. God bless you. We, what we just greet, we greet you and all of our members and our member churches in Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, and, and well, I don't want to forget Texas, and Texas too. And uh, thank you for joining in today, and I pray that God has a word for you, that God has a blessing in store for you. Be encouraged, and I know it's happening all across the country, all across the country, the little progress we we're beginning to make with this virus, COVID-19, it feels like we've had COVID-19 whiplash. Much of our progress has regressed. But you know what? God is still able. And God, he's not finished yet. But when he gets finished, I believe God's going to stretch forth his hand. And he's going to say, plague, stay. And it must stay. When he commands, it is done. And when he speaks, it always come to pass. Amen. Yes, the Lord commanded and it was done. And when he spoke, it stood fast. Amen. So be encouraged. God is still in control. Amen. You know, some had required, just, uh, just a couple of people have inquired about how the church is doing. Well, I'm here to say to you the church is doing well. The church is in good health, you know, across the board. Whatever metric you want to use, the church is doing well. And that's because you're doing well. And so we thank God for you. We thank God uh, for your obedience of faith. And we thank God that he's given us the grace to get through these difficult times. And today what I want to do, I want to go into the word of the Lord. And I just believe that uh, today we're going to wrap up the series of messages. I've been sharing with you a series entitled Faith in the Fire. And today, for those of you that may be joining us for the first time, I want to read our foundation scripture, well, at least part of it. You know, Daniel chapter 3 is a very long passage, uh, but I just want to read a few of the verses to you today. And today we're going to conclude this message. Amen. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 19, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments. And they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then, the, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And today I'm simply calling this message, as we conclude this series, Faith in the Fire, I'm calling this message, Fireproof Faith. Fireproof faith. You know, I'm reminded of what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Peter says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which has come to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. Now, did you hear those words? Peter was saying, when we fall into a fiery trial, we're not supposed to feel like this is something uncommon, something unusual, something out of the ordinary, something that's really strange. No. Peter says, do not think it's strange concerning that fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Why do you suppose Peter would take that position. Hopefully, it's because of your faith in the power of God. Hopefully, it's because of your faith in the promise of God. Hopefully, it's because of your faith in the character and the very integrity of sovereign God. Hopefully, to be fireproof. And that's what we're talking about today. To be fireproof is to be able to stand great heat or fire. It is to be resistant to destruction by fire. You know, fiery trials in our lives may not be being cast into a burning fiery furnace, literally, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But figuratively, even metaphorically, we will face fiery trials. Some of you may be in the midst of a fiery trial right now. You can be in a fiery trial, for example, if your marriage is threatened with breaking up. Your marriage is threatened with divorce. That could be a fiery trial. Or if you face with imminent financial ruin, that could be a fiery trial. 
What if you're sick and your doctor tells you there is no cure, there is no therapy for your condition? That's a fiery trial. A fiery trial could even be this pandemic that we're in the midst of right now, especially for that person that's been infected, that person that's on an incubator, that person that's in the ICU, that person who's been induced into a coma, not knowing if they're going to come out of that thing, but only God knows. That could be a fiery trial. So it's unlikely that somebody's going to physically and literally cast you or me into a burning, fiery furnace, but there's other ways we can face the burning, fiery furnace. But Peter says, don't think it's a strange thing. Why? Because God has made you fireproof. Your faith is fireproof faith. You know, a fireproof safe is designed to resist extreme heat and fire. It's designed to resist extreme heat and fire to protect the contents within that safe. And what do you put in a safe? Important legal documents. Your last will and your testament. Your power of attorney. Some people put money in safes. Currency. Other people, they put expensive personal articles in safe like jewelry. But a fireproof safe is designed to resist extreme heat or even fire. If it's inside of that safe, it's supposed to be safe. Huh? You know, God's designed us in the same way. God's designed us in the same way with fireproof faith. Not to resist the fire, but to endure the fire. Let me say that again. God has designed every one of us with fireproof faith not to resist the fire, but rather to endure the fire. Our best example of fireproof faith is right here in Daniel chapter 3. When we look at what occurred with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at the characteristics of their fireproof faith. And I've come up with at least five different characteristics. There may be more, but I can only give you what God has given me. But these three men, these three Hebrew boys, not that they were young kids, but when I say the three Hebrew boys, I'm saying that with affection. These three men, if you're more comfortable with that. These three men had fireproof faith. And that's to be a pattern, an example, and even an inspiration to us, an encouragement to us, that when we face the fiery fire that Peter talked about, we shouldn't think it's a strange thing. Let our minds go back and consider what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's some characteristics of fireproof faith. The same way there's some characteristics of a fireproof safe in the natural. When you purchase a fireproof safe, I happen to own one myself. When you purchase a fireproof safe, there are certain specifications that you look for. How long will it withstand extreme heat? 
How long will it withstand the flames of the fire? Most of them are rated in terms of 30 minutes, an hour or more. But thank God, we have been spiritually rated. Come on. That no matter how long the heat is felt, no matter how intense and how high the flames may burn, we have been designed to endure it. To endure it until the Lord comes and manifests our deliverance. So what are the characteristics of fireproof faith? Now you remember over the last three weeks I've been sharing with you from this passage. I've been talking about unshakable faith, undeniable faith. Then last week I talked to you about, but if not. The king threatened these three men. He threatened them that if you don't serve my gods, if you don't worship the gold image which I have set up, then you will be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And what did they, 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 how did they reply to the king? Now, this is the first characteristic of fireproof faith. Fireproof faith is bold, bold. Remember Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, the righteous are as bold as the lion. These three men, even in the face of the threat, they were bold in their faith. They said, oh king, we're not... We're not careful to answer you concerning this because we believe our God is able to deliver us. We believe God has the power to deliver us and we believe that God will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, this is boldness, but if not, let it be known to your king that we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the gold image that you have set up. Now you find this in verse 18 and 19. They're making a bold stand here. And they're threatened with being thrown into a literal, physical fire. But yet it did not diminish their boldness. Fireproof faith is bold. And God wants us to be bold in our faith. What do you mean it's bold? It just doesn't talk the talk, but it walks the walk. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wasn't just talking. They were ready to walk it, and they did. Too many of us are talking the talk, but we don't walk the walk. James chapter 2 verse 26 says, For the body without the spirit is dead. Even so, faith without works is dead also. Now, James said, death is nothing more than when your spirit leaves your body. And he says that's the same way faith is. The same way that the body without the spirit is dead. Faith without corresponding actions. Faith without works is dead. So what good is it to tell the king? We're not careful to answer you in this matter. What good is to say to the king, be it known to your king, we're still not going to serve your gods or worship this image. If you really don't mean it, you just can't talk this thing. You got to walk it. 
God wants us to be bold in our fireproof faith. God also wants us to be fearless. 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 And you see that in the 20th verse and the 21st verse here in Daniel chapter 3. Now the king, after Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had defied him, he became infuriated. He came, became upset. The expression of his face changed. That's how you know when people are really upset with you. The expression of their face, their face changes. So the king commanded certain mighty men of valor, mighty men of valor in his army to bind Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. The king, he was very clear with his resolve. You're going in the furnace. There won't be no escape in this. But yet, fireproof faith is fearless. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments. What is the Bible saying when it tells us that? These men were bound in their underwear as well as their outerwear. They were going straight in the furnace just the way they were. And they were cast into the midst of the fiery furnace because they were fearless. Fearless. And we know God has not given us the spirit of fear. We quote that scripture a lot from 2 Timothy chapter 1. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And if God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind, isn't it better if we believe that, to make sure we stand on that in the face of that fiery trial. When you're fearless, beloved, your fireproof faith doesn't resist or try to escape the trial, no matter how fiery it may be. These men did not shirk back. They did not cower. They did not try to escape. Neither did they resist. Let me say it again. Neither did they resist. James said the same thing in principle in James chapter 1. When he says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into diver temptations, knowing this, and by the way, that word diver temptations mean various tests and trials. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, work of patience. But don't resist it, James says. Don't resist it. Let patience have, in other words, let it have its way with you. Let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and tired, wanting nothing. It takes fearlessness not to resist that test of that trial. It takes fearlessness not to try to escape, not to run away. They did not try to escape because they were fearless in their fireproof faith. Fireproof faith is relentless, relentless, relentless. I was sort of torn between using the word relentless and the word inexorable. I said, oh, that's too big. Folks may not understand it. But, but when a person is inexorable, 
The attitude is there is no turning back. They were relentless in their faith, fireproof faith. They were determined, unyielding. They were unswerving, unswerving rather, unswerving in their trust in God's deliverance, notwithstanding the threat. They just knew, they believed that God was going to deliver them somehow, some way. The king's command was urgent. There was no delays on the king's part. He didn't put it off. He didn't give him additional time to think about it. His command was urgent. And the furnace was exceedingly hot. In fact, the furnace was so hot that the very mighty men of valor and Nebuchadnezzar's army who were tasked with casting Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace, they were slayed by the heat of the furnace themselves. Now, when the Bible says that they, they were killed, it means they were killed. They didn't faint. They weren't overcome by the heat. They were killed. We need to see the miracle in this. There's two miracles in this passage. Not only the miracle where God delivered them in the fiery furnace and out of the fiery furnace, but there's also a miracle that God slew the three mighty men of valor, taking them up to the fiery furnace. It killed them, but it couldn't kill the, the children of God with fireproof faith. What is God saying here? It's like what God said in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 4. He said, the righteous is delivered from trouble. Oh, my God. The righteous is delivered from trouble, and it comes to the wicked instead. It comes to the wicked instead. So what the three mighty men of valor want to do to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it happened to them. Even before they could be cast inside of the furnace, God slew them by the very device that was designed to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We need to see what God is showing us here. We need to see this for ourselves and be encouraged when we're facing that fiery trial. The same people that come against you and want to cast you, as it were, into a burning fiery furnace. If you'll stand in your faith, if you'll stand in your faith and let patience have a perfect work, the same heat they designed to destroy you, it will destroy them. The same, the same pit they dug for you, they'll fall in it. The same evil they devised toward you, it will come back to destroy them. With fireproof faith, my God, you're protected. By Almighty God Himself. Glory to God. They were relentless, notwithstanding the threat. The righteous, they're delivered from trouble. Thank God for that. And it comes upon the wicked instead. It comes upon the wicked instead. Thank God that the devil can't do you no harm. Thank God the devil can't do me no harm. And what he meant for evil, God intends it for our good. Glory to God. There's another thing here I want you to see that fireproof faith 
is humble. Humble. Now, when they were cast into, they were cast inside of this burning fiery furnace. I want you to notice the first thing they did. Verse 23 says, these three men fell down, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. When we see from the scriptures that they fell down, we see a picture of humility. We see a picture of prayer. They fell down. They began to bend their knee. And we need to understand that the way up is sometimes it's down. And we need to understand how God wants us to bend our knee. Whether you do it physically or spiritually, now, when you pray, you, you, everybody doesn't have to pray on their knees, but you have to bend your knees in your heart when you pray. They fell down, bound in the midst of the fire. What is happening here? Maybe they knew something that Peter later discovered. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, he says, he says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. In other words, bend your knees. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will bring you out. Then he went on to say in verse 7, he says, Casting all your cares upon me, for I care for you. This is why they can fall down on bended knees in the midst of a burning fire furnace because they were casting all of their care upon the Lord. For they knew the Lord cared for them. They had already said, God is able to get us out of this. And we believe he will get us out of this. But if not, we're casting all of our care upon him because he cares for us. Then what happened when they fell down on bending knees? All of a sudden, the angel of the Lord showed up. Jesus appeared in the furnace. This is why the king looked into the furnace and he said to his counselors, did not we cast three men into the fire? True, O king. He says, but I see four men walking loose without hurt in the fire. And the form of the fourth, it looks like the son of God. Jesus came to meet them in the fire. He came to meet them right then and there as the angel of the Lord. Psalms 34 verse 7 says, And the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord refers to Jesus. The angel of the Lord, he encamps round about them who fear him. And he will deliver them. He will deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They trusted in the angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord showed up just as he promised. He said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, he says, well, two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was three. And the promise was, where two or three are gathered, the angel of the Lord will show up. He will show up. Jesus showed up to protect them from the flames. He showed up to protect them from the heat. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship. 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.